Nearly 50 years ago, Len Ragazin formulated the idea of speed ratings. Today, the Ragazin sheets are still America's premier speed rating product. Who uses Len Ragazin speed ratings? Trainers use the Ragazin sheets to place their horses. Breeders check the Ragazin sheets before making million-dollar decisions. And jockey agents consult the Ragazin sheets when choosing which horse to ride. But most importantly, the Ragazin sheets are used by players like you. The Rags and Sheets are available online at thesheets.com. Our website also offers free introductory material, including an online seminar. You can also receive free introductory material by calling us directly at 212-674-3123. That's the Rags and Sheets at 212-674-3123. Ragazin, the most respected name in racing. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Have you heard the news? You can get free Formulator Pass performances with DRF Bets. Sign up to get the best bonus in racing with a $250 deposit match and a $10 free bet, plus free Formulator Pass performances. Enjoy all the perks of using Formulator with projected odds, trainer patterns, race and horse notes, replays, and more. Never pay for past performances again. Just use the promo code WINNING when you register at DRF.com bet. That's winning at DRF.com bet. It's post time for Thoroughbred Los Angeles, the most informative and profitable hour of horse racing found anywhere. Thoroughbred Los Angeles is brought to you by Santa Anita. Come out and watch and wager at iconic Santa Anita Park. By Daily Racing Form, exclusive past performance content provider for Thoroughbred Los Angeles. By the Lay Meridian Hotel in Arcadia, just a furlong east of Santa Anita. Call 626-777-6699 for reservations. By Legacy Ranch, get your young horses started right at Legacy Ranch. By Horsebills.com, enjoy billing made easy through Horsebills.com. By the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association, it pays to own a cow bred. By the Ragazin Sheets, the most effective handicapping tool available. Get the sheets. By Los Alamitos Night Quarter Horse Racing. Sometimes your best day of racing is at night. By Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com. Selections from Northern and Southern California each racing day. By the Derby Room at Fairplex Park in Pomona. The Inland Empire's newest and best satellite wagering facility. And by the South Point Casino in Las Vegas, where the action never stops. And now, here are your hosts, John Lindo and Bob Ike. And welcome to a Saturday edition of Thoroughbred Los Angeles. I'm Bob Ike. I'll bring in my co-host, John Lindo, in just one minute. 
Big day of racing from around the country starting at Santa Anita where we kick off at 12 noon for a nine race card today. The feature is race number eight, the San Vicente for three-year-olds, a field of six in there. Gulfstream Park, a nice card today. If we can keep the weather good there, 11 races. They're starting at about a little after uh, we get underway here in about 10 minutes, plus that coast-to-coast wager between Santa Anita and Gulfstream Park. We'll talk about that. Aqueduct, Golden Gate, Oaklawn Park, and much more. John Lindo, good morning. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing? Doing really well. Beautiful day up here in uh, Arcadia. So we're going to have great racing today, perfect weather. We've got the Eclipse Awards being announced sometime very soon, John, while we're on the air. So we'll try to uh, bring that information to the listeners as we get it. But yesterday, some breaking news. Uh, I saw it in the L.A. Times, probably some other places as well, that the Stronic Group is going to uh, contract their racing operations at Pimlico and turn it over to the state of Maryland. Looks like the uh, Preakness will be moved for a couple years. So, John, bring us up to speed on that development. Right. The announcement came out yesterday that the first racing is going to deed back Pimlico race course to the Maryland Thoroughbred Racetrack Operating Authority. And they will use it. If you remember a few years ago, Bob, there was $375 million in funds designated to rebuild and renovate of both uh, Laurel and Pimlico. Well, that renovation for both properties, neither one happened. So they've been sitting there kind of going back and forth on what has to be done. Finally, uh, it came to pass history. Okay, first racing is going to deed the Pimlico property back to the Maryland Thoroughbred Racetrack Operating Authority. They're going to use those funds, that $375 million in bonds, to go ahead and rebuild and renovate Pimlico. While that is going on, the Preakness, which will be run at Pimlico this year, 2024, but the next two years, 2025 and 2026, the Preakness will move to Laurel while that reconstruction is going on at Pimlico. It, it is scheduled to return you know, after those two years over in, uh, at Laurel, and at that point, they will be reestablished there. And when the racing does return, there will go- be a nonprofit operator created by the Maryland Authority that will take over the operations of Pimlico Racecourse. So a lot going on out there as we, uh, you know, as we go through this process. Eventually, when Pimlico is all renovated, Laurel will be shut down. That will be the end of Laurel. Whether they use it as a training facility or something else remains to be seen. There's still a lot that has to be decided as far as details in this, but uh, it looks like first racing will no longer handle the Pimlico Racecourse or Laurel when this is all said and done. Or Golden Gate in a short time as well, John, six months from now. Certainly makes for an interesting couple years in the Triple Crown, doesn't it? Uh, Belmont at Saratoga, Preakness at Laurel. uh, These are major, major changes from a tradition we've had well over, what, 150 years now. Right, and and this year's the Belmont at Saratoga, remember, that will be a mile and a quarter race, not the mile and a half, so even the distance because of the track configuration at Saratoga, that will change this year. So, you know, eventually when all this gets done, hopefully, you know, and, and both Belmont Park and Pimlico are renovated, we'll get back to some semblance of order. But it's going to be a little chaotic here for the next few years. Also announced, John, and this is a place very near and dear to you and Jay Privman, Old Friends uh, Retirement Farm in Kentucky. Michael Blowen, who's done such a 
unbelievably great job with that place is stepping down as CEO and president of Old Friends. This is the home of Silver Charm and the late Amazombie, a horse you were very connected to. And I know you uh, you visited. I know Jay's been out there. He's got a street named after him there. And this is a place that has done great work for the retired horses. Yeah, Michael Blowen back in 2003 uh, formed the Old Friends Retirement Farm in Kentucky. And uh, what he has done, you know, before all the uh, emphasis now in thoroughbred aftercare, he brought a spotlight to some of these old retired warriors, uh, horses like Silver Charm, who we brought back from Japan. He kind of initiated bringing back some of our stars that had gone on to stud in other places around the world. He brought back Sunshine Forever from Japan, again, Silver Charm, and many others. Uh, He's done an amazing job out there negotiating deals, whether it be that work that needs to be done for these retired horses, repairs of fences, additional land, just unbelievable. This guy is a tireless worker, Bob. And if you haven't been to Old Friends on a visit to Lexington, Kentucky, to go out for the races out there, you need to go. You will be amazed at the roster of horses that are out there and, and horses that uh, you're so familiar with. And uh, he has done this for, again, 20 years now. He needs somebody to, again, I, I don't know how he does it with the amount of, of time and effort it takes. John Nicholson, who was associated with the Kentucky Horse Park for many years, he will be the man in charge. Michael Blown will still be around, old friends. He'll still run tours, and you'll see him around there. You, you can't get it out of his blood. But uh, I want to congratulate Michael Blown and thank him for everything he's done. Again, a couple of horses we were associated with, Amazombie had a great retirement out there and Borden and Arrow, the Calbred is out there right now. And you see California owners, people like, uh, uh, the, the, uh you know, the Seagulls, uh, the Seagull family, uh, Samantha is a, a big contributor. They're not looking for advertising or acknowledgement, but they do it because it's the right thing to do. The Bafferts put a lot of money into old friends. There's a lot of California connections out there that, that do the right thing. And, um, it's a terrific place and it kind of set the bar for thoroughbred retirement and aftercare uh, for these warriors. Well, I've never been there, John, but the next time I'm in Kentucky, absolutely, that's going to be a stop. I need to get out to old friends and and definitely want to see the place. Well, let's talk about a situation that we're going to see tomorrow in the first race at Santa Anita. And I haven't done a lot of work on this card, but I did pull the PPs here for uh, number one in the first race tomorrow. His name is Arrest. Uh, John, this is a 16,000 claimer, non-two-lifetime, but this horse shows two wins in his PPs after being awarded first purse money at uh, a race earlier in the year. So it's very confusing. You were in contact with the racing secretary, Jason Egan, here at Santa Anita. So try to bring us some clarity to this situation. Well, the first race Sunday is a 16,000 non-winners of two lifetime. And there's no restrictions on that non-winners of two, whether if you won at a lower level or distance. It's just non-winners of two. You can't have won two races. When I was going through this race, I saw a rest in there, and his lifetime starts in daily racing form. Nine times, 19 starts, two wins, four seconds, four thirds. And you look back on June 10th, where he finished second in a similar race, 16 non-winners of two, he was awarded first first money. They sent an email to the racing office. How is this horse eligible for the first race on Sunday? And I got an answer back from Jason Egan, who does a terrific job keeping the communication lines open in the racing office. And he told me the short answer is high This has, It's a high regulation. 
the horse that won that race last June, Big Splash, was trained by Milton Pineda, who in September was issued a 12-year suspension and a $100,000 fine by Hywoo. Now, after that, since then, Hywoo has backtracked. They've rescinded the original suspension and changed Pineda's status right now to provisionally suspended. And right now, as it stands, they haven't made a decision on that. So until there's a final decision as to Pineda's status, the stewards are ruling right now that this horse is still eligible for the, the non-winners of two condition because they don't have a ruling on Pineda. So this is still another fallout from this whole rollout of rules and regulations. You know, I, I know that if I have a horse entered in the non-winners of two and I see another horse that has already won twice, I'm not a happy camper. So uh, we'll just have to see how this plays out. But at least, you know, I give Jason a lot of credit for giving me the explanation of how this horse is eligible, why he's eligible. And, and we're going to, this might be that not the only the first time or last time we see this kind of situation with all these different rulings that are going on. Right. I was going to bring that up, John. Uh, look for more of these down the line with the Pineda horses and others uh, while they're being adjudicated by Haiwu. Uh, as you said, John, what a mess. Just what a mess these kind of situations bring up. Uh, confusing for the racing officials, confusing for the betting public, confusing for radio hosts. Right, John? <laughs> uh, we're kind of we're, we're getting it as we go along here and doing the best we can to keep the people informed. Uh, it's an ongoing saga, that's for sure. Well, John, one bet that we've been anxiously awaiting, and that's the Coast to Coast, which debuts today. Now, it looked like they were going to get rain at Gulfstream, but I've been checking the weather forecast, and it seems to be holding off until maybe the races are over. And that's important because the first coast-to-coast -coast is the ninth race at Gulfstream, which goes at 1.06 our time. And there's actually three races from Gulfstream as part of the sequence, 9, 10, and 11. We've got two Santa Anita races, the fifth and the seventh. So the bet kicks off at 1.06 Pacific. It's done by 3.07 Pacific time. I like that these five races are wrapped up in about two hours. And if weather cooperates, John, uh, even though there were some scratches I noticed at Gulfstream, including uh, the 11th, the Dania Beach, boy, that race got kind of wiped out. There were 10 horses originally, and, and now we're down uh, four scratches there. So we'll talk to Toby Callett more about that. But, John, it's a bet we like, a dollar increment, 15% takeout. Well, those are the keys, Bob. The dollar minimum means that uh, as handicappers, we have to take some stands and make some decisions to keep the ticket affordable, and the 15% takeout means it's, it's such a difference in the and when you get the final payout if you win as opposed to what would be a, a normal takeout, let's say the late pick five at Santa Anita is a little over 23%. That's a big difference in payout. So the, the uh, reduced uh, takeout, the higher minimum, and it makes you handicap, and it usually encompasses some good races from both tracks. It's a lot of fun. It will do it each Saturday and Sunday between Gulfstream Park in Santa Anita, and as part of my Linda report that I produce for Santa Anita every every Saturday and Sunday, I'll include a, a suggested ticket on that Coast to Coast Pick 5. Well, let's go ahead and uh, get a pick from you, John. Uh, the Lindo Report is promoted uh, by the South Point, so you can get that phone number out there, but available free at the South Point, available online at todaysracingdigest.com. 
Uh, you do a great job of covering uh, whatever tracks need to be covered. Uh, you'll even do like a Thursday from Gulfstream or, or some, somewhere else. You're working it four days a week. Uh, last week you gave Get the Gold at 820 at Santa Anita for a radio winner. So where do you want to go today from the Lindo Report? Let's go to race five at Santa Anita, Bob. This is part of that coast-to-coast pick five, and this is going to be the single for me in the sequence. I like number two, Money Makes Money. This is a, a horse that missed the break in his debut, was rallying around the far turn last time when he got steadied and had to stop, and then he re-rallied again, and he galloped out really well. I thought he ran super first time out. Uh, he, he With the Umberto Rispoli starting a four-day suspension today, he picks up Kazushi Kimura. Uh, from the leading rider from Woodbine. He'll ride the horse today, and he, he showed last winter at Santa Anita. He is just fine on the turf here in Southern California. Four to one on the on the morning line for the red-hot Mark Latbarn, number two. Money makes money. Race five at Santa Anita for me. And, Bob, I know you're looking at that uh, sequence, and, and you have Santa Anita up for your sheet today. Where do you want to go for a radio play for, for your, uh, your Bob I pick? Yeah, I played races 5, 7, and 9 as my best plays. A couple of those races are in the coast-to-coast. Coast. So let's go to the ninth for my radio play. And this is a pretty tough uh, turf allowance race, John. Full field of 12, and I went way to the far outside, and that's not ideal. The 12 posts going a mile and an eighth on the turf. But number 12, Spagliato, a new face for Jonathan Thomas, comes in. Flavian Pratt rides. This is a horse who's been away since February, but ran a very good second behind Web Slinger, who became a stakes runner last year, and a good one at that. The horse has been away. The horse had to van out here. No flights right now. And uh, so that's maybe a disadvantage. And, and the fitness level is a little bit of a question. I'm taking some of the worst of it, John, but I think this is the best horse in here. He's been gelded. He's 4-1 to one in Flavian Pratt rides. So ninth race, number 12, Spagliato is my radio play. And, uh, John, I want to get that number out at the South Point and our friend Steve Johnson there in the race book. Give him a call at 866-780-7223. Ask about the Thoroughbred LA horse players rate. Plenty of good stuff going on as the new year comes. Uh, we're not that far away from March Madness even, John. So uh, a great place to be. Call Steve Johnson great friends of ours at the South Point, and that's where you can find the Lindo Report as well. John, let's take our first time out. When we come back, Bob Mazursky and Bruce Finkelstein in the next segment. You're listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles, a Saturday edition on AM 830 and on the Angels radio app. Radio. AM 830. Dance World Class Racing is underway at spectacular Santa Anita, so come join the fun as we move into the new year. First post time Saturday and Sunday is at 12 noon, with admission gates opening at 10 a.m. Three-year-olds take center stage this weekend. The Great Two $200,000 San Vicente highlights Saturday's card, and on Sunday, three-year-old Phillies go seven furlongs in the Great Three Santa Anita. Horse players, check out our new wagering menu that includes the traditional pick six with a $1 minimum, and this weekend marks the return of the coast-to-coast -coast pick five, a $1 minimum wager with a low 15% takeout that combines races from both Santa Anita and Gulfstream Park. Additionally, our popular all-turf pick three is back, 
with a $3 minimum showcasing the final three turf races each day. And check out our new dollar minimum trifectas and rolling pick threes with bigger payouts the order of the day. Santa Anita, it's the great race place. Developed by Horsemen, Horsebills.com is a cost-effective, time-saving, environment-friendly, paperless revolution of how equine industries bill and receive payments. Vendors are able to generate electronic invoices for each horse, whose owners can pay through the same website with just one click. Say goodbye to tax of invoices, handwritten checks and postage costs. Easy accounting for all parties with the highest online security measures. Get started free at Horsebills.com. Simply register with your name and email address. Free to sign up. No subscription fees to vendors until the first invoice. Is sent. For owners, you get a free account, comprehensive dashboard with information on all horses owned and billing records, ACH and credit card payment options. For vendors, generate invoices efficiently and receive payments quickly from both owners and other vendors. Syndicate and partnership managers get flexible billing and payment options to both vendors and syndicate members. For more info, call 888-938-4643, 888-938-4643, or log on to horsebills.com. That's horsebills.com. Attention Inland Empire racing fans. Watching and wagering on the races just got easier. The Derby Room located at Fairplex Park is open and ready to serve you. Watch and wager in the newly renovated Derby Room on races across the country starting at 9 a.m. each Wednesday through Sunday. Televisions throughout the Derby Room will keep you up to date on all sporting events. Add in great food and a great atmosphere and you'll have the ultimate horse player experience. For upcoming promotions, go to TheDerbyRoom.com. TheDerbyRoom.com. See you at the Derby Room, 2201 North White Avenue in Pomona. Let Legacy Ranch prepare your horses the right way before heading to the racetrack. Farm trainer Terry Knight oversees the five-furlong training track meticulously maintained by well-known track supervisor Richard Tedesco. Your horses will get the time, experience, and individual attention they need to be fully prepped and give them their best chance for success at the races. Located in Clements, California, the 145 acres of Legacy Ranch provides large pastures and grass paddocks, too. For more information or to schedule a visit to Legacy Ranch, call Farm Manager Terry Knight at 510-928-4980 or log on to LegacyRanchInc.com. Don't forget to check out the Red Hot Legacy Ranch Stallion Straight Fire, Clubhouse Ride, and Mr. Big on your visit. Don't get left at the gate. Be part of the winning team at Legacy Ranch. Online at LegacyRanchInc.com. G'day, this is Michael Rona, and you're listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830 KLAA. Welcome back to Thoroughbred Los Angeles, Bob Ike and John Lindo. As we always do at this time, John, let's talk about our Calbred of the Week. i got to admit it was a horse that I thought had gone a little bit off form. Short field, big price. Uh, tell us about it. The winner of, of the uh, grade three Las Flores Stakes last uh, New Year's Day on, on Monday. That was Chismosa. Chismosa by Clubhouse Ride, the Legacy Ranch Stallion, out of the Cat Dreams Mare, You Can Dream. Bred known by a friend of mine, Jaime Ranella, trained by Rafael De Leon. She now has four wins from 12 lifetime starts, picked up $60,000, and her winner's earnings are now over the $368,000 mark. And Bob does talk about Clubhouse Ride. He had three winners on New Year's Day, Chismosa in the grade three Las Flores. He also had uh, uh, a really promising young horse named Clubhouse Bride and then Margot's Boy on the turf. 
So short, long, dirt turf, three winners on opening uh, the opening day of the year, New Year's Day by Clubhouse Ride. If you want to get to your mirror to that stallion, contact Terry Knight up at Legacy Ranch, 510-928-4980. Excellent, John. And also, let's remember, all bonuses that are part of the Calbred Incentive Program are going to continue to be pay- paid out during the Golden Gate meet. And, John, we've got a CTBA sale coming up at the end of the month as well. Right, get that on your calendar. The CTBA sale over at Fairplex Park will be held January 30th. That's a Tuesday. A sale will start at 12 noon, and there will be a lot of newly tuned, newly turned two-year-olds in that sale. So it's a chance to find a racing prospect with not too long a period of time before hopefully you get to the races. So uh, June 30th is that sale. Let's bring in Bob yeah, Mazursky. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Jan- January, January 30th. 30th. I, don't, right. I don't know why I said June. January 30th. Yeah, we'll skip ahead a little bit, John. We're okay. All right, let's bring in Bob Mazursky from todaysracingdigest.com. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? Good. We wanted you to, first of all, preview our stakes race today here at Santa Anita, and it goes as race number eight. It's a six-horse field in the San Vicente going seven-eighths of a mile. And, uh, Bob, it looks like, uh, as usual, these three-year-old stakes races go through Bob Baffert, don't they? And no doubt about it, uh, he's won this race, I believe, a dozen times already, and I don't see any reason why he's not going to win it today with one of two horses, either Muse, who was, was last seen running second to Fierceness in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. You know, he's obviously the one to beat, but I was very impressed by how Pilot Commander won. First time out, Pratt rides him. Supposedly they worked in company, and observers said that Pilot Commander looked a little bit better than Muse did that day, so... As far as I'm concerned, I think is if you're playing the late, you know, pick four, pick five, you have to use both, and I think one of the two will get the job done in there. And Bob, you uh, had a very good day yesterday, giving out four top choice winners on your selection sheet and the late pick five, which paid seven hundred and seventeen dollars. So nice job, and John Lindo, go ahead and jump on in. Well, then I, I want action. So Bob, uh, how about a pitch today at Santa Anita? I'm going to go to the seventh race. I like number four, Miss Lizzie. I think she's an improving uh, filly. I like the way she won going a mile down at Delmar. She cuts back a distance. I love the milers cutting back down the hill. Frazu rides. He's off to a very good start at this meet. So number four, Miss Lizzie. In race seven, she's listed at five and one on the morning line. And, Bob, all your selections available at todaysracingdigest.com as well as your graded handicap in the Southern California newspaper group. So keep up the hot hand. Happy New Year, Bob, and uh, we will talk to you again next Saturday. Sounds good. Happy New Year to you guys and everybody listening. Take care. All right. John Lindo, I know we've got some Eclipse uh, awards, and we'll try to maybe squeeze those in throughout the show. But let's bring in Bruce Finkelstein. First of all, I'm sorry? We have Bruce? Okay, well, now we have Bruce. Bruce Finkelstein, good morning. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, John. How's it going? We're doing well. And uh, before we get to the handicapping part of it, want to just mention uh, the retirement of a longtime Southern California trainer. His name is Eddie Truman, retired, sent out his last horse, I think it may have been on New Year's Day even, but 77 years old, been in the game for 60 years, started out as a jockey, uh, went to Europe for a little bit, came back, worked for Bobby Frankel, and then uh, never had a huge barn, but always did a solid job and had a lot of loyal owners. Right, Bruce? Yeah, really nice man, too. Met him a couple of times. Nobody has anything nasty to say about Eddie Truman. Really pleasant, good guy. 
Um, he's had a real solid career and uh, nice for him. Uh, you know, good luck in his retirement. Yeah, and he's always stayed half, ha- healthy and happy, and he's a bike rider and gets that exercise in, so he wants to do some traveling with his wife. We wish him all the best. Uh, John Lindo, I know uh, Bruce is always interested in these golden hour bets between Santa Anita and Golden Gate, and uh, we get two selections from Bruce. So, John, go ahead and take it away. Well, Bruce, we've got a lot going on at Golden Gate today. Not only is the golden hour double and pick four in play with Santa Anita, but nobody hit the early pick five at Golden Gate yesterday. So there's a carryover in that first pick five at Golden Gate, a little over $23,000. So I'm interested in wherever you want to go for a radio play at Golden Gate today because we can use it in all the rolling bets. Exactly. You know, I actually, what I released today on my best bets was the late pick five. So there's two races in that early pick five for you. But I kind of like the late races uh, a little bit better. Very interesting price wars. I don't know that we're going to get this number. Go to the eighth race, guys, and check out the eight graceful mischief. You want to know why horses sometimes suddenly improve? Sometimes it's equipment. Sometimes it's a surface. Take a look at this horse. Three races ago, it added blinkers. Now, this horse was beaten from maiden 8,000 tag back at Pleasanton in July, so he didn't have much credentials, but he kind of perked up with the blinkers two starts ago. And then last time out, he was switched to a straight maiden uh, on the synthetic. He rallied from off the pace. What I really liked about his win is the favorite was outside of him, put about a half length, had all the momentum. I believe the name of the horse was Dazzle the Command. He re-rallied and outfinished that horse in a very strong finish. So that's a straight maiden win. Now he's going not to an allowance race, but a starter allowance race. Why is he eligible? because he's running lower-level maiden clamor, so he's eligible for this race. This is the brand-new horse uh, racehorse syndrome here, the blinkers, the synthetic route. I don't know what has gotten him, but he's certainly a different horse than he was months ago. And based off of that last win, I think he can come right back again. So in race eight, let's go with the eight, Graceful Mischief, 12-1 to 1 on the morning line. I think he's the second-highest figure in the race. I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're seeing about maybe in the 5-6-1 to six to one range, still highly playable. Graceful mischief for Bruce in the finale, uh, the 8th of 8 at Golden Gate today. And uh, how about a pick down south? We always want to get two from you, Bruce. How about a shipper in the 7th race? I know Bob went with Miss Lizzie. Maybe we can hook up with another horse with Miss Lizzie and do a little exacta box. But the interesting horse for for me is the shipper from Ireland for Mandela the six, Arenity. I, I watched its last two starts online uh, on September 3rd on uh, of 22. This horse basically got into a match race, uh, was up close to the lead. In fact, dueled with the winner, lost a head bob. So nothing in defeat there. Then they tried a left-hand turn a synthetic race, came from just off the pace, made an early move, and dominated in that left-hand turn synthetic race. He, she's been away a long time, but she's shown a lot of talent. And I'll tell you what, guys, what really impressed me is her morning workouts against a horse that's in the sixth race for Mandela, uh, Big City Lights, who's going to be the favorite probably in the sixth race. Not that she's outrun Big City Lights, but she's held her own on a couple of occasions against a far faster and more accomplished runner, um, so I, I've liked what I've seen in the morning out of her. I think she's got the ability to stay relatively close, and her I think her URL form is good enough. So in race seven, let's take a look at the six, Arenity listed at 5-1 to one on the morning line. And tell us what's available today at betonbruce.com. 
full card analysis at Santa Anita. Last six races from Gulfstream Park. Also, audio included best bets at Santa Anita. And on the Golden Gate, the late pick five. So check it out at betumbers.com. Excellent. Thank you, Bruce. We'll talk again next week. Take care, guys. Hey, John, before we break, uh, any highlights that we should know about on the Eclipse Award finalists? We we may not need to go through all of them, but uh, any surprises or, or what are we looking at on that? No real surprises, Bob. Uh, I will give one category. As far as the jockeys go, the finalists are Rad Ortiz Jr., who has set a new all-time record for money one in a year, Flavian Pratt, and Tyler Gaffleone. I'm, I was a little surprised that maybe Javier Castellano didn't get into the top three just because of what he did with Mage and kind of resurrecting his career. Uh, you know, the trainers, uh, Chad Brown, Brad Cox, and Bill Mott, who I, I thought had the superior year uh, with what he had. And then as far as the, uh, you know, the, the horses themselves, the two-year-old males, fierceness leads the final three. The two-year-old females, hard to justify. The three-year-old males, the finalists are uh, Archangelo, Mage, and August Rodan, who won the, uh, the Breeders' Cup uh, turf race. So, uh, you know, again, pretty much what you would expect. Uh, Cody's Wish is a finalist for Older Dirt Male, along with Elite Power and White Abario. So no surprises there. Uh, just a little bit of a surprise that maybe Javier Castellano didn't get more love in the finalists for jockey. All right. Thank you, John. Let's take a break. When we come back, John Hardoon from the Raggas and Sheets, Toby Callett from tobycallett.com. That is the next segment of Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM830 and on the Angels radio app. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. AMA 30. Now, more than ever, it pays to own a cowbred. Owners of a registered California bred maiden shall be paid $17,500 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Southern California and a $10,000 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Northern California. These bonus awards are in addition to all regular purse monies won and will be paid within 30 days after the win. California bred $50,000 or less maiden claiming winners will be eligible for the current $40,000 or less starter races too. Take advantage of these tremendous new incentive programs by breeding and buying cowbreds. For information, call the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association at 626-445-7800. That's 626-445-7800. Or log on to ctba.com. And remember, it pays to own a cowbred. Nearly 50 years ago, Len Ragazin formulated the idea of speed ratings. Today, the Ragazin Sheets are still America's premier speed rating product. Who uses Len Ragazin speed ratings? Trainers use the Ragazin Sheets to place their horses. Breeders check the Ragazin Sheets before making million-dollar decisions. And jockey agents consult the Ragazin Sheets when choosing which horse to ride. But most importantly, the Ragazin Sheets are used by players like you. The Rags and Sheets are available online at thesheets.com. Our website also offers free introductory material, including an online seminar. You can also receive free introductory material by calling us directly at 212-674-3123. That's the Rags and Sheets at 212-674-3123. Ragazin, the most respected name in racing. 
from Golden Gate to Santa Anita to Del Mar. And everywhere racing is conducted in California, Bruce Finkelstein's Bet on Bruce has you covered. Full card selections available every racing day at betonbruce.com. Get advice on multi-wager ticket structures and improve your return on investment with Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com. Bet on experience. BetOnBruce.com. Live nighttime racing at Los Alamitos is back and is in full swing every Saturday and Sunday evening. Our first grade one stakes race of the year is here. The Charger Bar Handicap on Sunday night. The top mares in the nation will be in action with a full field facing off in this 400-yard race. The expected field looks to be star-studded, led by famous shining star aiming to defend her Charger Bar crown. Plus, Sir Lady Moon will go after her fifth stakes victory in the past 12 months. Plus, multiple grade one winner Patty Saint returns with her sights set on another grade one win at Los Alamitos. Other top mares include the always game Letty Cartier and rising star Fearless Moon. Plus, our popular $10,000 Pick 6 promo returns this winter. We'll add $10,000 to the Pick 6 pool on Sunday nights if there's not a carryover. As always, enjoy the best of daytime simulcast racing at Los Alamitos. For Vessels Club reservations, call 714-820-2681. It's a new meet, but great racing is always here. Night racing at Los Alamitos. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back to Thoroughbred Los Angeles. Bob Ike, John Lindo. We're going to go, uh, first of all, John, how about a word about a couple of our off-track facilities if you can't be at live racing? Yeah, if you can't get up to Santa Anita today, if you're down in Orange County, how about San Clemente now? Open for business. The OC Tavern is back in satellite wagering. Uh, it opened yesterday. It's at 2369 South El Camino Real Road in San Clemente, right off the freeway, easy access. Great location, and if you're looking for something different, take a look down in San Clemente, the OC Tavern, and then, as usual, Bob, Inland Empire, you've got to go to the Derby Room where Fairplex Park is located. You know, you get treated right. It's very easy to see. The, you cover all the sporting events there, and you know the food is fantastic as well. Well, you talked me into it, John. I, I think I'll go out there tomorrow, and uh, don't take my word for it. I, everyone listens, and they know how great I say it is. So go out and see for yourself at the Derby Room. Uh, say hi to Brandon and Monica. They do a fantastic job out there. Let's bring in John Hardoon from the Rags and Sheets. Good morning, John. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Doing well. I saw where some weather is coming in uh, your way in New York, and they're going to try to move up the post times today, right? Yeah, but New York hopefully uh, is only going to get hit with rain. Uh, upstate and uh, surrounding areas are going to get hit by snow. But uh, the rain is coming. It's certainly going to start off as rain, maybe switch to snow, but they should get the cart in. And uh, they're moving up post, like you said, to try to get through quickly. Well, John, uh, a trainer back there, her name is Linda Rice. Boy, her fortunes have changed in a hurry. Uh, it looked like she was looking at a three-year ban uh, not too long ago, that was overturned, and here she is uh, breaking the record in a single year for the number of training wins on the on the Naira circuit. A uh, pretty good turnaround for Linda Rice. It certainly is, but that's the way the, the nature of this game. You know, Naira suspended her, but the uh, Racing Gaming Commission reinstated her. So you have uh, nobody knows who's in charge, but she's back in business, and uh, I guess for her that's good. She had a terrific year. She had a terrific year at Saratoga. She tied for the title there with Chad Brown. 
and that's like unheard of because he owns Saratoga certainly over the last couple of years. So she's had a good year. Jenna Antonucci had a big year in New York, and uh, Brittany Russell set the record at Laurel. So it was a good year for women in horse racing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John Linda, we always like to get two plays from John Hardoon, so why don't you grab the first one? Yeah, Dublin, you've got the you've got Ragnarok and Sheep plays at Sarah, uh, excuse me, Santa Anita, Aqueduct, Gulfstream Park, and Oakland Park. So you've got four tracks to choose from. Where do you want to go for your first radio play? Well, the first of our two radio plays is going to come in Gulfstream's ninth race today, which is part of the Coast to Coast Pick Five, and I think that's a terrific bet. It's a dollar bet, like you guys said, and this is only a fifteen percent takeout, and the dollar bet is certainly going to help build the pool. Anyway, the ninth race is the first leg of it. It's the ninth race at Gulfstream, and this is a really a good betting race because the favorite in the race, number 12, Life's Inaudible, I think is vulnerable. I like two horses in here, number four, Ozara, and number six, Watts. Oh, I got no shot. Watts, <laughs> It's the number six horse in the ninth race at Gulfstream, and he's eight to, she's eight to one, and that's really going to be my top selection. You know, Bill Mott extremely conservative and a great trainer. And I can't believe uh, he wasn't mentioned in the uh, Eclipse Awards. Like you said, John, he had an unbelievable year. Anyway, that being said, he's taking a horse from Maiden Special Weight and throwing, uh, graduating that race and throwing it right into a stake race. He won't do that unless he has full confidence. The horse is listed at 8 to 1 on the morning line. I like number 6, Wasakusu to upset and win the ninth race, make an exact the box with number four, Ozara. I like that. You did pretty good, I think, on that pronunciation, John. Uh, <laughs> and, and Mott was mentioned, by the way. He was one of the top three as the in the trainer oh. finalists. So uh, we're very happy about that. I think he's the favorite to, to win that award. And, uh, John, let's uh, come for your second play. Are you going to come out west? No, we're going to go to Oakland, actually, look at the seventh race today. And this is another great betting race here. I like the number 10 horse in this spot, Amazing Debate. Uh, this is a five-year-old mare from the Jaime Gonzalez barn, Emmanuel Esquivel aboard to ride. She's listed at a ridiculous 15-to-1 on the morning line. She makes a second start back off of a layoff. She's run well at Oakland in the past. The track is starting the day off muddy, and she could handle water. Number 10, Amazing Debate, 15-to-1 on the morning line, upsets and wins today's seventh race out at Oakland. And tell us what's available today off the website, John. Full menu, Aqueduct, Gulfstream, Oakland, and San Anita selections. Very good. Thank you, John. Uh, we'll be listening tomorrow on Mike's show, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Stay safe and be well. All right. That was John Hardoon from the Rags and Sheets, and we're going to bring in Toby Callett from South Florida. Good morning, Toby. Hey, Bob. How are you? Doing well. Uh, bring us up to speed on the weather. I've been following it very closely all week because you know I love to get involved in the coast-to-coast, -coast, which kicks off today. But I didn't want to do a bunch of work if we were going to have those turf races rained off. But it looks like maybe holding off until after the races are over. Is that correct? Well, as the week has progressed, uh, you know, it was the uh, all-day soaker up north. You know, I'm, I'm almost 60 miles away from Gulfstream. Uh, all-day soaker, you know, overnight. As recently as a couple of days ago, they were showing showers after the races last night at Gulfstream. But uh, right now they're saying 6 o'clock. So obviously 6 o'clock it'll be dark. The races will be over. 
So, um, you know, maybe have a little bit of an alternate game plan. Uh, but uh, uh, it looks like the, the grass is going to go, which leads to the question I heard you mention earlier about the, uh, the scratches in the 11th race today. I have no, no clue why, uh, why that's occurred. Four of the 10 runners are gone, and obviously that's going to help to decrease the value of this, uh, this coast-to-coast pick five. The good news is, is John Hardoon has given you horses in the ninth. I've got a single for you in the tenth, and maybe a couple of alternatives for the favorite in the eleventh. So the ball will be in the court for you and John to uh, to come up with the West Coast stuff. We might be able to uh, to nail this pretty well. Well, that would be a nice way to kick it off. Well, Toby, we do want you to preview that Dania Beach, uh, Dania Beach, who, which as you, we all talked about, ten of them entered, but four scratches. We're down to a field of six, so help us out there, and then uh, Lindo can get your other selections. So let's go to the eleventh at Gulfstream to start with. Okay. Well, I, I believe that the best runners uh, in this race, the best remaining uh, entrants, uh, are on the outside. I'm mostly intrigued by the eight. His name is Edgar Town. Edgar Town was recently purchased at the uh, Keeneland uh, Horses of Racing Eight sale for $350,000 off a maiden win at Churchill. So uh, that's pretty impressive. What I like about Edgar Town is I, I like the, the barn switch. I think is a positive uh, with turf runners for sure. Um, I like I like the rider. I also like the fact that Edgar Town will get first run on what appears to be a weak and false pace. And he's going to uh, should be able to, to hold off the nine front line warrior. He's favorite the ten Agate Road uh, coming up the, a good effort in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. But he's going to be coming from well out of it. So if there's not a lively pace with his first start of the year, uh, I'm going to look at Edgertown to be my uh, slight upsetter there with his main rivals being front line warrior and Agate Road. So you've got the, uh, John Hardoon four and six in the ninth. I'm going to backtrack now to the 10th. Uh, the, the 10th has a scratch in there. The fourth Cuban Thunder, one of three Jorge Delgado entrants in the race. But the main one is the two Valiant Force. I think he's a single. He looks like a stick out. So you've got four six with two, and then eight with nine, eight with 10. In the tail end, they can make a, a natural pick three at Gulfstream. You can use them on that, uh, that three ended, uh, the, you know, the, uh, part of the, uh, the pick five, or use them as the, your last three, and they uh, pick four or pick five at Gulfstream itself. Many options for the players today. Many, many options. John Lindo, do you have anything left for Toby? He covered everything pretty well, but you may have a question. Well, I spilled them all down, so I'm ready to go. And uh, Toby, <laughs> looking at that, the, that Daniel Beach, and Anchor Road is probably going to be three to five in there. So even though, you know, I don't know what Anchor Town will be, 15 to one on the morning line. Sure, he'll be bit down, but if you can beat what's going to be an odds-on favorite, that's going to help that coast-to-coast quite a bit. Absolutely, and as I say, I can't imagine you know that this is Agate Agate Road's target for the season. Uh, you know, historically, uh, it, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Of course, it's coming off of the uh, Breeders' Cup races, but you know they were pointed to that. Uh, there has been enough time for the horse to recover, but. Then again, have they tightened the screws to where this is going to be a big deal? We know the connections of Edgartown put up 325000 350000 plus whatever it's costing in between. Uh, I have to think that this is more of a target for him than the, the nine frontline warrior or the 10 agate road. But uh, I would use the three of them. But Edgartown, if he wins, uh, I'm, I'm going to be in good shape. That's all I can tell you. 
Well, we got great coverage there from uh, Hardoon and Toby Callett on the Florida races. John, it's just up to us now to be able to come up with the 5th and 7th at Santa Anita to nail this bet down. Uh, Toby, tell us what's available on the website today. All Gulfstream all the time. Every once in a while, like I say, uh, we might take one in from the West Coast with you guys, but uh, Gulfstream right now is offering a very good product and uh, very bettable and uh, decent values. Uh, no reason not to stick around with the locals. TobyCallett.com and today's RacingDigest.com. Thank you, Toby. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, John. Let's take our final time out. When we come back, it's Michael Rona from Los Alamitos. That's the final segment of Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830 and on the Angels radio app. AM 830. Fans, world-class racing is underway at spectacular Santa Anita, so come join the fun as we move into the new year. First post time Saturday and Sunday is at 12 noon, with admission gates opening at 10 a.m. Three-year-olds take center stage this weekend. The Great Two $200,000 San Vicente highlights Saturday's card, and on Sunday, three-year-old Phillies go seven furlongs in the Great Three Santa Anita. Horse players, check out our new wagering menu that includes the traditional pick six with a $1 minimum, and this weekend marks the return of the coast-to-coast pick five, a $1 minimum wager with a low 15% takeout that combines races from both Santa Anita and Gulfstream Park. Additionally, our popular all-turf pick three is back with a $3 minimum showcasing the final three turf races each day. And check out our new dollar minimum trifectas and rolling pick threes with bigger payouts the order of the day. Santa Anita, it's the great race place. Attention Inland Empire racing fans. Watching and wagering on the races just got easier. The Derby Room located at Fairplex Park is open and ready to serve you. Watch and wager in the newly renovated Derby Room on races across the country starting at 9 a.m. each Wednesday through Sunday. Televisions throughout the Derby Room will keep you up to date on all sporting events. Add in great food and a great atmosphere and you'll have the ultimate horse player experience. For upcoming promotions, go to thederbyroom.com, thederbyroom.com. See you at the Derby Room, 2201 North White Avenue in Pomona. Now, more than ever, it pays to own a cowbred. Owners of a registered California bred maiden shall be paid $17,500 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Southern California and a $10,000 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Northern California. These bonus awards are in addition to all regular purse monies won and will be paid within 30 days after the win. California-bred $50,000 or less maiden claiming winners will be eligible for the current $40,000 or less starter races, too. Take advantage of these tremendous new incentive programs by breeding and buying cowbreds. For information, call the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association at 626-445-7800. That's 626-445-7800. Or log on to ctba.com. And remember, it pays to own a cowbred. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. 
Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Your silver and black play here on AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to the final segment of Thoroughbred Los Angeles. Let's get right down to Los Alamitos and check in with Michael Rona. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Bob. Happy New Year. Same to you and yours, and uh, we are excited about the way things have started off here in Southern California, and I know uh, tomorrow night, a grade one at, at Los Al a track that really does a great job running these Philly and Mare stakes races, uh, a lot of them throughout the calendar. Tell us, first of all, uh, Michael, about the Charger Bar. Yeah, you're spot on with that comment, Bob. Uh, Los Alamitos has developed uh, what unquestionably is the best program for Phillies and Mares in the nation. And uh, tomorrow night's Charger Bar is the first of three grade ones for Phillies and Mares among more than a dozen stakes events for fillies and mares across the season. Uh, there were 32 mares nominated for tomorrow night's Grade 1 Charger Bar at 400 yards. Mares four it up. So uh, it obviously has a capacity field of 10. And then there's a flow-on effect to the penultimate race on tomorrow night's program, the supporting stakes, the Dashing Lee, which is also for mares four and up and also has a 10-horse field with morning line odds showing the favourite in the dashing lee at 5-2 to two and in the charger bar at 3-1. to one. So they're highly contentious, top-quality races. Um, by the way, the late pick four sequence tomorrow night features 38 horses. So some great wagering value to look forward to tomorrow. As far as the charger bar itself tomorrow night, well, it features last year's winner, famous shining star, the trainer Jose Flores, who's one win away from becoming the fifth trainer in low-sale history to saddle 100 stakes winners. Famous shining star has the rail draw to contend with. Uh, the favourite on Ed Bogart's morning line at 3-1 to one is number nine, Patty Saint. She did not run last season at low-sale. She's just turned six. But uh, we saw her last in the Champion of Champions at the end of 2022, a race that she qualified for by winning the Mildred Vessels Memorial. That's another one of the great ones for the Phillies and Mares across the season at Lozal. Patty Saint won that race, defeating Nymphette, who comes back off a layoff in the Charger Bar tomorrow. They're drawn next to each other. Uh, Nymphette's only run six times, but is an ultra-talented newly turned five-year-old mare with a wicked late kick. It's exciting to see her back in action. So we have the exacta mares from the Grade 1 Millie Vessels Memorial 
of 2022. You throw in Sir Lady Moon, who won four stakes races last year at Los Alamitos, and uh, it's a very deep, exciting field. Fearless Moon is another one getting plenty of uh, respect on Ed's morning line off a close fourth in the Super Derby in early November and beaten just the head at Riadoso in the All-American Oaks last summer. Terrific renewal of the grade one charger bar tomorrow night. John, what do you have for Michael? Well, the main thing I need to know, Michael, uh, what are the first post times for Saturday and Sunday this weekend? Nine race cars at San Anita, so I'm going to assume nothing's changed, but let's just be sure. Yep, nine races tonight. First post is 6 o'clock, and it's an earlier 5 p.m. kickoff for nine races tomorrow night, John. And what about a radio pick for tonight, Michael? I'm looking at the seventh race, which is a 300-yard allowance for four-year-olds and up. I think the play here is number three, one racy Corona, who's had four starts at Los Al before Trina Jose Flores since uh, shipping in from a summer campaign at Riadoso. Her first, or his first win back in August, breaking the maiden, was sensational. And two subsequent defeats were full of merit. The only little query is a slight disappointment at odds on last start. But the horse is better than that and deserves another chance, <clears throat> excuse me, at much more attractive odds. I just like the, the way that the odds have floated up to three to one. And I'm prepared to say that one racy Corona will be very tough to beat in this spot, race seven, number three, tonight. So that's my pick. A reminder that uh, we have the pick six promotion in play on Sundays, whereby if there's no carryover, the track will seed the full $10,000. So that's another potential carrot uh, in a very alluring Sunday night card tomorrow night. And also, Michael, uh, great Source of information, losalamitos.com, uh, those, those workouts on there on video, very, very valuable for the players. Yeah, great resource. Uh, there's, there's one particular workout uh, that is worth casting your eye on on the website for uh, a maiden race tonight, race eight, number four, more than half, who's the morning line favorite. I haven't seen a horse under wraps through uh, a workout to the extent that this horse was, um, that horse is going to be pretty tough to beat, I think, in race eight, um, the race after my radio pick. Very good, Michael. Thank you for the information. We will catch up with you again next weekend. Good on you. Thanks, fellas. Hooroo. All right. That was Michael Rona and John. A lot to look forward to today. Of course, the noon post time, 12 noon at Santa Anita, nine race card. John, we've talked about those coast to coast races. We're going to dive in on those. That starts about 106 with the first leg. So uh, let's let's have a good gambling day today, John Lindo. Yeah, and I, I tell you what, Bob, it looks like Gulfstream and Santa Anita are the only uh, racetracks with turf racing today. Tampa Bay is off the turf. And then you have off the turf at fairground. So the weather is affecting places around the country. But I think we landed on the right two tracks to take our shots today. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, have a good one, John. I want to thank Jake Rich in the studio. Mike Wilman's here tomorrow from 8 to 10. Stay tuned for the uh, Southern Cal Race. Rest, let's try that again. SoCal Restaurant Show with Andy Harris. He's coming up right now. Have a great day. Good luck at the races. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening. 